0: Hi everyone and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing Huayugi episodes 5 through 8. And Raquel... I just, I just need people to, like, comment, because I have so many emotions on this, this K-drama.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, it's getting so convoluted in the way that K-dramas always get. Like, we're so in it now, and everyone's emotion is running high, and it's making me so nervous.
0: Same. Absolutely same. Like, I don't know how... I would have watched this one alone. I don't know how I would do this without you because this is such a freaking roller coaster.
1: I know, like, Uh, if we didn't have each other to watch it with, yeah, like I would have just quit. I'm not strong enough alone.
0: (laughs) I couldn't do this alone. So if you're struggling out there, get in contact with us and let us know all the emotions that you're feeling about Hawaii. Because it's so much. Yeah, no one should have to go through this. Um, it's so hard to go back now, because the episodes are so long and so much happens in them, so at this point I'm always like, okay, let's just talk about episode eight, because five, six, and seven are history.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. Pretty much, so seven just felt like a setup for the world's most nerve-wracking love triangle, like, just the worst.
0: Oh, I was gonna say... Last night when I was thinking about the podcast, I was like, should we just talk about Jonathan first or should we actually wait until we get to episode seven?
1: Let's just talk about it. Let's just get him out <laughs> of the way. Let's get our, our feelings about Jonathan. Just air him out because I have so many weird feelings about Jonathan. I don't quite know how to take him because I, I actually like him.
0: I really like him, but I want him to like someone else.
1: Yeah, I kind of, I I even was, because we know how I love to be hurt, I was even kind of on board with him shaking up stuff in the beginning when he first shows up, and Ma oh, Wong yeah. is being super manipulative and is like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna use this. And I was really on board with Jonathan then, even as he was just, like, a tool to cause problems in the relationship, because I did feel like uh, Sung Gong was out of line, and he needed to feel a little hurt after what he said to Seung Mi. Yeah. And so I was fine with him being hurt that way. And then I came to really like Jonathan and I was like, you need to get out of here because they're going (laughs) to kill you. They're going to murder you.
0: They're probably going to murder you by the end of this. And I don't want that. No. You seem all right. Yes. What a nice guy. Like he seems um, a little too sentimental for uh, someone that I would want to meet in real life. Yeah. I don't think I can hang out with him as a real person.
1: He reminds me of my artist friends. Yeah. Like, just the people who feel in that very almost overwhelming way. I don't know. I feel like I experience such a shallow range of emotions when I talk to people like Jonathan. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I'm not living my life right, am I? Um, but like... Yeah, there's just, like, a very artistic depth to his feeling. So I don't even think he's an unrealistic person, like, as a character. Like, I know people like Jonathan, and I like people like Jonathan. But also, he's just so emotional that sometimes it's like, you gotta tone it down. Talk- <laughs> talking about this child you're in love with.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's that part, that it comes from the child love, and that he's... Sorry. Hi there. No problem.
1: <laughs> Got some visitors in, in my <laughs> home.
0: Do you need to get there?
1: Uh, no. I'm pretty sure it's my roommate's dad. So okay, he'll. She. I think she'll come in. One minute. No one's coming to uh, the door. One minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was just her dad, and she actually she knew, and she had specifically asked him. To uh, not knock and ring the doorbell, and then <laughs> she would meet him outside, which she did. Like she went outside around the back to meet him, oh. but he decided to knock and ring the doorbell anyway. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: That's man!
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I can't even remember. I remember saying the the thing about him loving her as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. So for me it's that the like child love thing, but also that he loves Sun Me, who I feel like is the most emotionally repressed person anywhere in the yeah. world. <laughs>
1: because she is it's like a defense mechanism like i get yeah. it but she is like there's no way she feels the same way that he in fact it kind of reminds me of me talking to my artist friends where i'm like oh i learned how to bottle all of this up a long time ago and now i'm just
0: I, letting it out yeah no You're i don't, don't know how it to out. take you uh-huh you seem like a whirlwind compared to what I'm feeling inside. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't I don't like the two of them. But also it, his appearance made me really hate Ogong for like a hot minute. He was the abusive boyfriend.
1: Yeah. Holy cow because uh really quick, I guess talking about specifics, the part where you find out that after he kisses her To make him to pretty much like put off Jonathan, who was at this awkward four person party, (laughs) Um, he immediately whispers in her ear like directions to not have a good time and to like come find him when she's finished. And I'm like, holy shit, that is crossing so many lines.
0: That's where we go into abusive territory. And that was so weird. Like, I hate that. There's this thing where K-dramas sometimes um, dip into the abusive side of relationships and it's just supposed to be like, I don't know, cute or part of the, the drama. And I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. People watch these and I worry that you know, impressionable people watch these? Because I feel like me and Raquel understand what good, healthy relationships are. Yes. And we're not basing our relationships off of K-dramas. Absolutely But there are not. some people that might.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it, they do have a bad habit of confusing romantic actions with... Um abusive actions. Yeah, I'll just straight up say it. It's just abusive. Like it's very manipulative and it's very controlling. And those are red flags. And so yeah, it was a lot to handle when they decided to give him those characteristics. And then he just acts like he said nothing, did nothing wrong. I don't even think they actually confront how awful that particular part of the conversation was. Like, even when they fight after, they just talk about her being mad because he still wants to eat her, maybe? Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have been like, also, that was very, very creepy, what you said to me. Yeah!
0: That's, uh And then, in a later scene, we're just gonna talk about episode eight. It's fine. Forget all the other episodes. <laughs> no, we'll go back to him. We'll go back to him. But... Just to finish this thought, um, in another scene later, Ogang sees Sunmi and Jonathan together at the grocery store, and he says something like, you two can't be happy together, or something just creepy and manipulative. And it starts playing their song. It's like, always behind of you. <laughs> and I'm like, this song is suddenly very creepy.
1: Yeah, it's... Reached like the police. I'll be watching you. Yeah. Levels of creepy.
0: It's not cute anymore when he starts doing creepy things, and then you play the love song. Yep. It just becomes a terrifying, spooky love song.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. It's time to end whatever you're doing, Hayugi. It's time to be a little bit cool. And maybe just back off of the creep factor. Okay. I love that ache feeling, but I think I'm ready for it to just become sweet because you don't know how to do it right anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, there's so many parts in my note where I was just like, this drama hurts so good. This is just a lot to handle. There's so many scenes between Sunmi and Ogong that are just so sweet and have so many undertones of, like, this is not gonna end well. I can't- I can't do it anymore. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's getting to a point. Because I, uh, I was feeling that ache kind of kick in during episode 8 when they were fighting, and- Sorry, my roommate just texted me and it popped up on my computer screen <laughs> and she was talking about her dad and she said he had one job and now I'm <laughs> laughing. So <laughs> Okay, anyway. Yeah, I got that ache, that good ache that I like so much and then I immediately thought about just how bad everything has gotten and I couldn't enjoy it anymore. They're taking away my favorite part of the bad parts of K-dramas. They're making it too bad.
0: They're making it too bad and too hard to watch. Okay, we'll go in kind of order. It might be easier to go through character arcs for these four episodes. That
1: ain't that the truth, because a lot is happening for a lot of different people right now. Um... I kind of want to talk about some like secondary characters really quick because there's yeah, a couple same. of things. For example, the fact remember in our last podcast episode when we talked about how rad the Winter General and the Summer Fairy are and how they kind of seem like they're they might be nicer, like they might be the good <laughs> the good demons. We once again making fools of ourselves because they are just as bad.
0: I'm okay with it. I yeah. still really like them.
1: I think it helped that the summer fairy pretty much explained herself and was just like, uh, we're spirits and demons. Like, we don't know how to behave or care the way you do. We're always going to be what we are. And I was like, all right, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. And that. I just I'm so on board with the Winter General just coming up with these random schemes just because he's on everybody's side (laughs) and nobody's side.
1: Like just jumping in.
0: Yeah, I think one day he was talking to Ogong and he's like, "Okay, I've got a plan. Here's how we're going to kill Samjong. And then like the next day he was like, hey, hey, Sunmi. I've got a plan. And we're gonna <laughs> trick Ogong. I'm cool with it. I think that's a fun character.
1: It is. He's so delightfully low-key manipulative. Like I'm I ain't even mad. I ain't even mad yeah. winter general.
0: Cause you're fine, you're just doing you. Yeah. And it's funny. And your uh, sister um...
1: explained your actions for us. And <laughs> it made it even even more sensible. Like, yeah, you're just doing what you do. You just like using your powers.
0: Yeah, why not? It's wintertime. I like it. And I really liked Booja's arc over these episodes.
1: It is getting interesting, because in episode 5, she, uh, she's still just kind of rotten away, and by the time we reach 8, things have gotten real real.
0: Yeah! I'm so constantly worried about her, but I like it. I like the anxiety that she brings, and I love that PK has a crush on her.
1: Me too! Oh my gosh. That's
0: so cute.
1: I am. Also, I'm liking PK more than I ever expected to.
0: That's fair.
1: As time goes on, I am warming a lot to him. He used to kind of make me nervous. Like, he was that uncomfortable comedic relief that you're just kind of like stop it don't like don't be the way you are
0: yeah but now I just
1: really enjoy all of his scenes and his input and his love for Bujah. it's very sweet
0: it's all really sweet and then there's Alice who okay so the prince I'll just call him the prince. He's an octopus, who's a prince, and he like takes over this girl Alice's body. And there's one point where PK like um, helps her out with a wardrobe malfunction, and you can see her heart kind of flutter. And I thought it was the prince falling in love with PK, <laughs> and I freaking loved that. I kind of hate that they took a step back and were like, "Oh, what is this girl's body doing? Does she have a crush on him?" It must have like, been her. No, that's dumb. I want this prince to fall in love with PK because I think that's cute.
1: I would have 100% agreed with that particular direction if they had taken it and now I am a little bit sad that they didn't. I am with you. Now that I know where <laughs> your line of thinking was, I'm a little bit... that that's, I feel like I'm missing out on something.
0: Yeah! Because it's, it's fine that they're The way they're playing it out, where Alice has a crush on PK, and the prince is like hitting on Samjong, but maybe also he would hit on anybody.
1: Yeah, that's kind of you know,
0: it could have been a different thing, and that would have been fun too.
1: Yeah, because he gets drunk and hits on PK, and I kind of like he's still talking like himself. I don't know. It's just weird that he's feeling her feelings. and I, I I'm just gonna go ahead and decide that he loves PK anyway. And th- <laughs> I also am super into just how, I don't know how this particular K drama isn't backing away from confronting gender and identity. And they're being very real about it and very just, like, they're just putting it up for people to view and they're not making a big deal out of it. It's just what it is. In the past, I've seen K-dramas handle stuff like this much more, I'm going to say it, they've been cruel about it. And it's, we're in 2018 and I'm just really glad that there's a K-drama that's handling it like we're in 2018 and they're being really accepting and straightforward about it.
0: Yeah. Same. They're doing doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah. I just always want more. I'm very greedy.
1: (laughs) Give us more.
0: Give us more. Um, So with that octopus, the person who found him was O Jong, the CEO of the phone company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was the last one to know he was a demon. Like, I should have known. I don't know why I'm so dumb. <laughs> but when the octopus was like, a demon come this way. I was like, wait, Oh uh, Jung's not a demon. He's an old man. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. Like we-, we saw in a previous episode, there was like a baby in a stroller that was a demon. Yeah. How did I not put it together? I have no <laughs> puzzling abilities.
1: I did not, but something I've been struggling with is I don't know what, Demon he is like everyone else has an animal or something you know that they connect to yeah. in some kind of mythological way and it's who they are and i have no clue what he is i do not know that's fair just he's maybe a that's butler part of demon his struggle.
0: yeah i like him Me too. i like gojo he's a nice guy so i feel like Talking about comic reliefs just a second ago. Hanju really had a good four episodes here.
1: Right? He was killing it.
0: He was killing it. I had to show Jason the scene where um, Jonathan is in Sunmi's office and is speaking in straight English to Hanju. And he's just sitting there taking it in. Because that cracked me up
1: right uh cuz it was just so perfect and he was just <laughs> nodding and smiling like this maniac i'm trapped in a room with him but also like yeah not necessarily in a mean way just like a how do you react in that situation he was just so perfect it was so perfect
0: that's literally always what I feel like in a conversation in Japan. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. I connected with it a lot. Where I'm just like, oh, um, yes, can you speak more slowly? My Japanese is not very good.
1: Please, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up.
0: (laughs) And they're just getting more excited and yelling more. Okay. Your Japanese is very good.
1: (laughs) Mine is still not.
0: freaking uncomfortableness was everything (laughs) and then the next episode so i guess it was mostly seven and eight that he he really shined he did he did his great job in five and six but seven and eight in eight he is like the target of the cursing demon and when he cried oh Oh, I got so mad. I was ready to fight someone.
1: Right? I loved that Ogong was just like, I will go kick some ass for you because you didn't deserve this. Obviously, he was doing it for his own reasons. But just what he said to him, like, I'll go make this better. You're fine. Are you done crying? We're good? Cool. (laughs) I'll go kick some ass. I'll go take someone downtown for you. For you. He needed that.
0: He needed that. He just needed a friend because he's just sitting in the office crying.
1: In the dark.
0: In the dark. It was, uh, that tore me up and then there was like a sliver of bromance that we got out of it and I loved it.
1: There hasn't Ooh. been enough of that. I need mean, just there a There has on. been.
0: There has been a good amount of bromance between Oggong and Ma Long, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. But, like, weird, very destructive bromance, where you know... Because they're warming up to each other in episode 5, and then you find out that it's all one long game to try and get Xion mi killed. Essentially.
0: It's kind of funny, though. Yeah, it's a little funny. It's a little funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute. I like that they're, like, brothers, and they are constantly pranking each other, but they're always like, "Hey." I wouldn't take it that far. <laughs> like, you took
1: it pretty far. Like, you literally know. fed him your girlfriend's blood, so... I mean, things have gotten past bad. We've broken bad now. But I guess some of the pranks <laughs> are fun. I liked the cow prank. I thought that the cow was cute.
0: Mm-hmm. They got some fun jokes in there. Yeah. But they got some real feelings underneath it all, and that's even better. Yeah. Um, was it episode 7, where Secretary Ma tried to stab Sunmi?
1: I think it was number 6. She tried to stab her, and then we pretty much open on 7, where she is mad, because she almost got stabbed because everyone wants her dead, literally everyone. Except Ma Wong, oh. who was the one that was trying to kill her, technically. <laughs>
0: He's the only one with any self-control. Yeah. He's got his own love to worry about. That was it, because looking at my notes, I thought they would end it there, because it was so such a, like intense moment, and I was surprised that wasn't the cliffhanger. Yeah. But they just kept going.
1: They were like, alright, uh, that was just a commercial break.
0: Now yeah. we get to
1: see the fallout from that. That has been an interesting thing with this K-drama. I feel like... The cliffhangers are never what I'm expecting them to be. So they're actually good cliffhangers. Like, I'm so used to having kind of predictable, like, being able to say, like, oh, and this is where the episode ends. Because we have no clue who, I don't know, like, who's about to die, really. Or us thinking someone's dead. Like, someone got stabbed. Cool, that's the cliffhanger. Wait, no. I, everything I just said was gibberish. I don't know how to express what I'm thinking about cliffhangers. They're in this; <laughs> they are part of this gay drama. They're,
0: but they're in the middle of the episodes usually, yeah, and it's weird. Yeah, but it's fine. Um, I thought it was crazy that Secretary Vaughn tried to kill someone because I'm one of those best friends that's constantly like, kill. If you have a problem with someone I'll kill them. I'll kill them for you. But I'm like I would I wouldn't. Like
1: you took you took your best friendship a little too far there, Secretary Ma. We love you still. We still love you. You're still loved here. But I don't think you should stab <laughs> people. I Emily, I love you so much. Yeah. You're my best friend. I don't think I would do murder for you. I don't but think if I we would.
0: Did. I if guess... we did murder someone for each feather, it would not be walking up to them with a knife and stabbing them in the chest. Right. I would be much more chicken about it.
1: She did play it pretty cool though, I will give her that, because she just walks right up, says sorry about this, and goes for the kill. It's like,
0: That's crazy.
1: Well played. I would not have seen that coming. You looked very nice when you were approaching her. You look like a good girl, Mm -hmm. like a good dog. And then all of a sudden you look like maybe (laughs) you were trying to fight and we forgot about that.
0: Forgot you were a demon this whole time. That was baffling to me, but also very cool.
1: Yeah. I I did like like...
0: Uh, Yuka. What? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like Secretary Ma has almost gotten less interesting as the story has gone on. Yeah, I can Just feel Just in the that. way that people talk to her. Like, they don't really talk to her anymore. They talk to Ma Wong about her when she's sitting right there. Yeah. And it's very much like, you're a secretary.
1: It is disappointing a little bit. Yeah. Because I think she's really cool. And I'd like to see more from her. I did like Ma Wong's interaction with her. I like pretty much all of his interactions with her. But I liked the one after she tried to do a murder for him. And he was very unhappy with her. But he also said, I should kill you. And I will. If anyone kills you, it's going to be me. And it felt a little bit like they were still bros, but demon bros. Like... It felt more like him saying, no one's ever going to hurt you because I won't let them because I get to now be the person that does that because I'm super mad. Like, don't get me (laughs) wrong. I'm super mad. But I see that what you were doing was for me.
0: And so it was very reminiscent of the of the leads relationship.
1: Yes. It's like, no one will kill you but me. But I might kill you because I'm super cranky, but also I'll protect you, I guess.
0: Uh, So backwards, I don't want another relationship like that in this show.
1: Yeah, all of these demons are like complete messes. I do think that they've done a really super consistent job with the characters and how they all interact like I guess the rules of being a demon make a lot of sense to me now as time has gone on and I'm further into the show. I used to get kind of butthurt about stuff. Like I used to get kind of bummed when the demons would betray each other or betray me. And I've gotten to a point where I'm just yeah. like, no, that's how they do. It's how they live their lives. It's what they are. <laughs> I've gotten really good at just handling it because of, Because it's been so consistent. Like, they've just done such a good job with
0: it. And, like you said, the. Like, when the Summer Fairy kind of explained her intentions, I feel like the show is very good at having people explain their intentions. Maybe not to, like, everyone or even to the person who is affected by their actions, but to us as the audience.
1: Right. Like, they get it. They've done a good job of. Scripting out these moments where someone asks, Why did you do this thing? and then they get the chance to explain themselves, and it's never clunky or awkward, but we get to know why they did the thing.
0: It's very good. Mm-hmm. This K drama is so good. Yeah. Why does it make me hurt so much? Why
1: are you hurting us? Not strong enough for K dramas like this, but we'll persevere, I guess. Mm because we have to we're in this far <laughs> keep going
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I'm gonna finish it I'm gonna cry a lot when I do but I'm gonna finish it
1: I know they've got me to care so much I feel like I've said this before for sure I have I know what K-Drama I said it about too I have never loved a leading female more than I love this leading female though I think Really? Yeah, I did really, really love uh was it Ju Un in Oh My Venus? I think so. I really loved her and it's hard to choose between them because they're such different characters and such different K dramas, but I just think that both the actress and just the way they designed the character and how she portrays her, I think they're doing such a great job with her. I think that she's one of those quietly strong people that is like taking care of herself and i'm just really proud of her for handling herself in this world where she's constantly under threat of being viciously murdered by evil spirits and i love her she's my daughter i, <laughs> I would die for her
0: <laughs> this is so much i'm still on the Ju'un train She's still my number one.
1: Yeah. She probably still is mine, too. I flip-flop. I do flip-flop with my my favorites, and my. I like to make these big declarations. I do know that, when I'm like, this is my favorite K-drama yet. Uh, But do I mean (laughs) it? I don't know. Yeah, Joon is probably
0: my favorite. It's hard to compare such different dramas. Like you said, they're in such different worlds.
1: Yeah. That it
0: feels like they're not even in the same Korea.
1: That's true. And really, like, honestly, there was nothing slightly demonic or paranormal in, um, shoot. Oh My Venus, got it, nailed oh, it. Oh My Venus, uh, yeah. <laughs> the closest thing to anything paranormal is I'm pretty sure that uh, Henry Lau's character was an actual angel, but other than that...
0: <laughs> Other than that, nothing paranormal, nothing fantasy. Yeah. So it feels like you can't even compare these two. Yeah. Because I do. I also really love Sunmi in this show. Which is so good. <laughs> There's a point. The cliffhanger, the actual ending for episode six, is Sunmi asks homeboy Ogang yeah. if <laughs> she's pretty. When he's got the bracelet frozen by Winter General, and I just wrote my heart because I couldn't take it. <laughs>
1: it's such a sweet question. And his response was so good. and the bra- the bracelet was frozen, but you don't know if it was when he answers, and they played that real good.
0: Oh, because then the next episode, the Summer fairy's is like, it was not. For sure, I made sure it was not. And you're like, Summer Fairy, don't do this to me. And you understand that she's like, we're demons. And I like Sunmi enough to want her to not fall in love with a demon. I think that's a bad idea for her safety. So you can't even be mad at Summer Fairy. Right? But it's just, oh, uh, my heart. I think it next in episode seven, they make like a little pact. They don't do an actual contract, but they make a little deal that if Sunmi betrays or like falls in love with someone else, then she will take off the bracelet and he can stab her.
1: Like he can just And I don't know how her.
0: to feel about that.
1: It's so messed up. She is, this is so messed up because she... Keeps setting herself up to not have the happy ending that I just really need for her, but instead she's like, "No, I'll make it. I'll make it so there's no way I can be happy. Like on the off chance I actually find a human being that feels love like a human, and he loves me, I'm gonna go ahead and die."
0: Like, like what? What
1: are you doing? You need to <laughs> stop.
0: But I understand it, like. Y- They explain it so well where like she trapped Ogong into this fake false feeling that would hurt so badly if she were to fall in love with someone and that's not fair and that's not nice. So you understand why it's like, well, if you fall in love and you want to live a normal relationship, then you have to take the bracelet off of him. But he's gonna stab you either way, I don't know. Oh, there's no winning oh there's no there's no winning. winning and then there's the end of episode eight, like there's a lot of scenes between them in the middle that are like both super cute and super salty and bitter and every every kind of flavor right but. The end of episode eight was um, Ma Wong saying, when the one to die and the one to kill meet, you can hear the bell. And And she got the bell.
1: And her dumb ass believes it's a love bell. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. Stop. Ugh. Oh, no. She's such a potato. I love her so much. (laughs) <laughs> they told her the black bell but, wasn't like, a love bell They told she, he looked her he in her face her. he looked her in her face and said that one isn't a love bell that one's a bad one and then she picks up the black bell that she even said oh this one's extra pretty like how did you forget that you picked up that one said oh but this one's the prettiest one and then had it taken out of your dumb hand and you were told with no uncertainty this is not the love bell it's a bad one and then pick it up later be like oh look a love bell <laughs> <And laughs> just walk <Yeah>. around
0: <laughs> oh boy oh no <laughs> I'm so
1: frustrated I'm so mad
0: <laughs> I know you're in a tizzy and it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> she,
1: I love her so much but she's just so dumb uh, she's not. She's a strong, independent, intelligent woman who apparently has very, very poor, like, long-term memory. <laughs> There's no helping her. She Forgot. wants to die. So anyway, that's the last scene. There are a couple of other things in episode 8 that are, like, definitely worth mentioning, like, uh, Buja's... Uh, Murder was an accident, we find out, but it was covered up like it was a real murder. Yeah,
0: that was crazy. Yeah. And she finds her murderer, and that was rough. That was crazy.
1: Yeah, so that would be a fun thing to do, Was
0: was the other scene you wanted to mention the one where um, Ma Wang cleans off the spots off of his bull statue, and he's wearing of the most pristine white sweaters I've ever seen? Oh my like, gosh! Who cleans black paint in white sweaters in the world?
1: These demons are braver than I, than that, any mortal ever could be.
0: It's just not that confident,
1: right? And he didn't have a spot on it, and that's maybe the most infuriating part is that he was cleaning off this black paint in a white sweater, and at least if we could see, like, oh, you did it bad, you didn't do it. And now you ruined your beautiful sweater. But instead, it's like, nope he's still got it. Like it's still fine.
0: How is that possible? That's the most unbelievable part of this show so far. Oh, gotta say, fantasy, gotta ended. say, hands down.
1: You have kicked fantasy me right out, right out of the fiction. <laughs> Um, there were a couple of good quotes in episode 8 that I really liked. Uh, the first is when Jonathan and Mi are talking at the grocery store and she said, he may even eat me. And Jonathan says, that's disgusting.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you. That's pretty gross.
0: You make it real. I like when Ma Wong was talking to Jonathan and Jonathan's like, do you know about her fairy? And Ma Wong says a fairy gets lost when she meets the prince. I'm like, oh that's such a good perspective that I didn't think about.
1: Right? Well played, Ma Wong.
0: Deep. It's deep.
1: I really love Ma Wong.
0: He's just so good.
1: He's also like a level of petty that I aspire to be someday. <laughs>
0: I just want. He's so good at it, and he's got the resources to be so petty, so well.
1: Yeah, he's so good at it. And he's so manipulative. Oh, I love it. When he decides he's going to find out why she's sad before anyone else can, so he can use it, and I'm like, oh... (laughs) Yes, you're speaking to my blackest soul.
0: <laughs> so good. All right, that's all I've got for for these. What else have you got?
1: Um, I think that's just about everything. Uh, I can't wait to jump back in. Like, I'm. I i can not wait to watch more episodes. James. Um, I feel like. I don't want to end on that lo- lackluster. Um, yes, I think that is everything. Um, because <laughs> these episodes were amazing. Like, they really sucked me in. And I love this. I love this K drama. Um,
0: I think we could easily do this podcast after every single episode. And I low key regret not doing that. If we didn't have jobs and real life obligations, we'd do the podcast every day. And watch an episode every day. Yeah, That would be best case scenario. And
1: then just post all of our feelings on the daily. We could all just talk about it, feel it out for every episode. That's the dream.
0: That's the dream. But for now, sorry if we, sorry if we missed anything. And yes. let us know if we did.
1: Yeah, hit us up. Uh, you guys know where to reach us, but we'll go over it again really quick. Uh, our email is playonkpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Our Twitter is at PlayOnK.
1: You can reach us at our website and comment on the episodes there. It's PlayOnK.com.
0: And you can find us on iTunes under the podcast. It's just called PlayOnK. And, uh, and if you contact us, any of those places, just leave a comment.
1: And we will get it and we'll probably hit you back with just like a, a comment. Not like a... We'll just... We'll talk to you. <laughs> I can't use slang like a person, um, <clears throat> but no, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And um, if you have any spoiler, spoils, sp- oh god, if you have any spoilers in whatever you want to say, just be sure to reach us through our email so we can be sure that we don't give anything away for anyone else. Uh, but other than that, um, like anything, anything about k dramas that you want to talk to us about, we'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, and thank you, as always, to James Hevel for our theme song.
1: Ah, oh, thanks, James.
0: Cool, and we'll see you next week with yeah. four more episodes from Kwayugi.
1: Bye. Bye.